Each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Good afternoon or morning or evening or middle of the night or whatever time it is that you're tuning in today. Thank you so much for being here. This is the Life and Laughter podcast and I am Perry Kinder. Thank you for joining me today. And we are talking today about Disney princesses, which having raised four daughters, I have had all incarnations of Disney princess in my home at one time or another, sometimes literally walking around in their costumes, demanding servitude from their parents, whatever. But today we're talking about which Disney princess are you? And this isn't the kind of quiz you take on online where like, what kind of animal do you like to talk to? Or what kind of dress do you like to wear? What's your favorite color? Or what's your favorite hairstyle? This is more getting into how you behave with yourself and becoming really curious. And this isn't meant to be a judgment in any way. We've all fallen into one of these categories at some point, sometimes some of us in more than one category at some point. It's just to shine a light on our behaviors and to kind of take a step back and see how we're progressing and how we're evolving and hopefully we're evolving in a safe and healthy way. So the first two Disney princesses princesses we are going to talk about today are Sleeping Beauty and Snow White. I've kind of lumped them together because they both were targeted just for being born. Um, Sleeping Beauty was targeted by Maleficent for her parents didn't invite her to the christening. Snow White's stepmother was jealous and got more jealous as she got older. I mean, it's all it's all a whole bunch of stuff. But just by being born and being beautiful and being helpless, they are targeted for slaughter, basically. Um, so they go through their lives, and they're both oblivious that they're hated so much. You know, Sleeping Beauty has no idea that she's targeted by Maleficent. Snow White doesn't understand why her stepmother hates her. Again, that's another archetype we could get into, but we're not going to do that today. And eventually they both find themselves literally unconscious in a death-like sleep, in some kind of fairy tale coma, if you will. And they stay there as their rescuers fight their battles, kill the evil witches, kill the stepmothers, whatever they have to do to win their way to this death-like princess and then creepily kiss them while they're sleeping and wake them up and they are rescued. Ta-da! Everybody's happy. Well, wrong on so many levels, so many levels, but the only thing we're going to talk about today, we're going to take out one portion of that fairy tale or those two fairy tales that can change your life. They waited unconsciously for things to change. Yeah, they didn't understand. They were, there were people fighting for them, trying to save them. They, they were completely out of it. They, they were not aware. Definitely the def- definition of unconscious. They did not know. They were not aware. So how are you living unconsciously? Is there a place in your life where you are waiting to be saved? Can you think of a time that you were blissfully happy? And it might have been when you were five and you were riding your bike to your friend's house. You might have been 12 and got your ears pierced and 
felt so grown up. You might have been 16 and got your driver's license. You might have been 25 and graduating and getting jobs and moving on, being independent. But try to go back in time to where you felt, even for a moment, just for a moment, that you were so happy, that you were riding those high waves of joy. And then ask yourself, how long has it been since you felt that way? Ask yourself, are you numbing, like literally numbing yourself through alcohol, drugs, food? Why are you numbing? And what are you doing that numbs yourself? How do you stay unconscious in your life? And we usually numb because it's just too painful to feel. Maybe it's loss or fear or grief or uncertainty or any of the things that make us retreat into our shells and want to just stay hidden and stay small. But can you allow yourself to be curious about whatever emotion you're hiding from? And granted, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White were not hiding from any emotion. They were just laying there beautifully, waiting for their handsome prince to kiss them and wake them up and regain their lives of, of complete bliss and, and happiness. But we know that we're hiding from things. If you're numbing with a substance, um, it could be alcohol, drugs, food, sex. Are you at the point where you're ready to reach out for help? I am not a therapist in any way, shape, or form. This is not medical advice. I'm not offering medical advice. Just a disclaimer here. But there are lots of people out there who want to give you support, who want to help you through this period of your life where you've become so numb to what's happening that you need help becoming a feeling person again. And that's scary. It's really scary. It's like if your foot falls asleep and that awful pins and needles feeling that you get for a while, it's uncomfortable for a while as you become unnumb. But there are people out there, support groups, you know, Odyssey House here in Utah is amazing for substance misuse. They have so many programs and so many people that are willing to help. So if you've numbed yourself in a literal way, reach out for help. You don't have to live unconsciously. There is a beautiful world and a wonderful life for you to be part of. But first, we have to wake up to it. We have to realize how we're doing it, when we're doing it, why we're doing it. And then we can wake up and move forward. So that's the first one, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White, living unconsciously. The next one is The Little Mermaid. And again, there are so many, so many pieces of this story that I just, oh, makes me so angry. And it's funny, my my oldest daughter was just a youngin when this original Disney cartoon came out and she loved Ariel so much. Like all the girls at the time, you know, she wanted the red hair. She wanted to live underwater. She wanted to swim in the bathtub and splash water all over the place, but she did. And it was great because Little Mermaid is cute and she's rebellious and she's fun, but (laughs) there are so many underlying messages for the Little Mermaid. If you are the Little Mermaid, you have given up your voice usually to keep peace, to win the man of your dreams, which is what Ariel did. Her main characteristic was she gave up her voice, her beautiful singing voice, to win the man of her dreams. And disclaimer, he's not the man of your dreams if you have to give up your voice, if you have to give up your authenticity, your truth, if you have to give up any part of yourself, chances are he's not the man of your dreams or the job of your dreams or the friend of your dreams. It doesn't have to be a man. Any, any, any situation that makes you 
lose your voice, stop speaking your truth is, is tearing you down. You know, there's an underlying message in this Little Mermaid story that if you rebel against the community, which was her sea home, she wanted to live on land, that it will not end well for you. There's underlying messages in these things that if we, if we shout too loud, if we're a little bit too boisterous, a little bit too rebellious, it's not going to end well. And that's, that's just bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on the Little Mermaid because it just makes me so angry. So maybe look in your life. Do you feel like you have an opinion about anything? Do you feel like it's safe to share that opinion, especially with the people that you're closest to? Here's an interesting one. Um, when we study the throat chakra in yoga, it's, that's the center of our, our speech, our voice, our truth. But if you have constant throat issues like infections, or laryngitis, tonsillitis, things that make you actually lose your voice, it could be a sign that you're not speaking up for yourself. I know that sounds kind of woo-woo, but check it out. It could be true. Maybe it's been so long since you've actually used your voice, you don't even know what your truth is anymore. So here are some tips to how to find your voice if you feel like you are so far from who you were supposed to be that you don't know how to get back there. First, spend time by yourself. Meditate, take long walks, spend time doing something creative. Just have tea or coffee or hot chocolate in a coffee shop, just with a book or a journal. Spend time by yourself because when there's so many other voices talking at you, it's very hard to hear your own voice. The second part of that is to listen to how you feel. So often, I'm not saying this is just women, that men can do this too. We, we look at a situation, we feel maybe upset about it or frustrated, but we swallow that, literally swallow our voice put on a happy face and deal with it. How often do you do that? So notice how often you don't speak up. Be honest with yourself. Again, all of these things are not about judgment. This is about waking up to your life to let, your, let, let yourself live in a more whole, healthy, engaged, happy way. Our lives are too short to give up our voices or to be numb. We have to wake up. Another step could be is to learn to trust your intuition. And when you have ignored your, intu in your intuition for so long, it can take some time to relearn to trust your voice. That's okay. Just give it a place to start. Maybe ask yourself, what do I want for dinner? Not what your husband wants or your partner wants or your children want. What do I want for dinner? How often do you make what you want for dinner? Never, never, never do it. Make something that you like for dinner. Do something creative. Just the process of putting yourself out there, whether it's dancing or singing or drawing or skating or swimming or moving your body, anything that gets you moving, gets your blood flowing, gets your creative juices flowing will help you regain your voice. You could also literally become a voice for good. You become an activist. Whatever cause you want to amplify, use your voice for change. Maybe that's women's rights. Maybe that's standing up against racism. Maybe that's promoting voting rights or education for girls and women. Maybe you want to stand up for the LGBTQ community. Use your voice. Learn 
how to speak your truth. Again, find it first, and that takes some time and some practice and some some real just digging down deep. But once you find that voice, never be afraid to use it. We need more loud voices that speak truth. Learn how to say no or how to say yes. There's a great quote by Terry Tempest Williams where she writes, for far too long we have said yes when we wanted to say no. And for far too long we have said no when we desperately wanted to say yes. What do you want to say yes to? Find your voice and learn how to say it. Perfect. The next princess we want to talk about is Cinderella. And Cinderella gets a lot of flack because, again, there's just a lot going on there. You know, there's the syndrome of having to do it all by myself. You know, I'm the victim. I'm trapped here with these horrible stepsisters and this awful stepmother. I'm locked in the basement. I have to clean their clothes. I have to talk to mice. You know, the idea that someone's going to rescue you from this dreary life that you lead, whether that's watching your children all day or doing laundry every day. There's, there's idea in the back of your head that somebody's going to sweep in, rescue you, and carry you off to their beautiful castle. But the prince that saved Cinderella's life, air quotes, life, doesn't even know what she looks like. What kind of douchebag is that? He's trying to find her, not by the way she looks, but by her shoe size. Did he even ask her her name the whole time they're together at the ball? Did he ask her name? Did he ask her her address, her cell phone number? Did he ask her what she loves to do? Or did he talk about himself the whole time until it was midnight and she had to run away, drop her shoe? He might be a little bit self-absorbed. Is that who you want saving you? No. The idea has been ingrained in us, maybe since childhood, that we're not strong enough to save ourselves. That is not true. You can learn how to save your own damn self. Again, maybe that means finding a really good therapist, someone that you can talk to that can help you work through you know, maybe a victim mentality or a feeling trapped mentality or the idea that you need somebody to save you. Maybe it's the fear of independence, the fear of moving on, of being a grown-up, which can be terrifying. Again, none of these things are wrong. There's just things that we have to be aware of because they're holding us back. They're keeping us small. And we don't have time. We don't have time to live small anymore. So here's one thing that you can do to help get yourself out of that mentality. Make a list of three or four of your core values. And that might take you some time. Maybe your values are family or adventure or freedom or kindness. You know, go through, there's lists. You can go on the internet, Google values, and they'll give you lists of values and look through them. See what resonates with you. And then every time you make a choice that you make for yourself, not that somebody makes for you, you make this choice. You ask yourself, does this choice align with these three or four values that I've chosen to represent who I am? If they do not align with your values, you don't, you know how to choose. The, the decision has been made for you because they don't align with who you want to be. So what do you really want from your life? Do you want to be rescued? Do you want to be the damsel in distress that can't get out of the basement and has to talk to mice the rest of her life? Or do you want the woman who knows that this prince bag, this prince bag, <laughs> prince bag, douchebag, same thing, doesn't even know who she is? Why would she want to be his queen? Why? Why would that be a happy ending for anybody? Find yourself. You're beautiful. You're strong. You have 
talents and capabilities that nobody else does. And we need you now. There is no more time. We need strong, powerful women and men who know their truth, who know their worth. We need you now. And this last one we're going to talk about is Beauty. Belle from Beauty and the Beast, um, where she's held hostage in a castle. She's giving everything she wants, everything she needs, everything she wants, she has available to her. But she's isolated from her friends and her family. She can't go back and visit. Well, when she does, he's manipulative, manipulative and, you know, fakes his own death, whatever. She also is isolated and she lives with a beast who rages. He has temper tantrums. All of his servants are afraid of him. He yells at her. He forbids her to do things. And the message of this story is that it's Belle's job to tame that beast. It's her job, through her vast love for this horrible beast, to change him back into a handsome prince who's probably still a jerk. But it's her job to fix him. Because he doesn't have to change. Her true love will save him. Have you been in a relationship with someone who thought that you could tame, that you thought you could tame or change or love so much that they will see the light of day and stop being a freaking jerk? Is that love or is that Stockholm syndrome? Because this relationship that beauty has with the beast is abuse. The partner isolates you, doesn't allow you to do things you love keeps you away from people that you love, alternates between screaming at you and apologizing profusely, that's dangerous. That's emotional abuse. I'm not sugarcoating that. If you're in a situation where you don't feel safe, and I, it, it's easy for me to say, reach out and get help, because I know it's scary. It's, it's very scary, but emotional abuse can be very very sneaky and you don't realize it, you don't admit that it's happening. But here are some signs of emotional abuse. Your partner is super critical and super judgmental towards you. It's like you can't win. No matter what you do, you're always losing. They ignore your boundaries. They invade your privacy. Maybe they search your purse. They go through your phone. They go through your computer. They look at the odometer on the car. They check your receipts when you go somewhere. Those are not healthy signs. And they say it's because, oh, I, I just love you so much. I can't, I can't lose you. No, not true. They are possessive. They are controlling. They are manipulative. They can gaslight you. They make you think that you are the one with the problem. They often dismiss you and your feelings. So if any of these things are happening to you, if you're a bell in this beauty and the beast situation, you are not alone. There are so many women and men who experience this kind of emotional abuse, this Stockholm syndrome, where they think this person loves them so much, they have to treat them terrible. You're not alone. Reach out to someone that you trust and be honest about your situation. There's actually a national domestic violence hotline. It's 1-800-799-7233. And I, again, I can't state it enough. I am not a therapist. I'm just saying, if these situations sound familiar to you, you might be in a really dangerous situation. And the point is for all of these situations, 
whatever story you're in, whatever fairy tale you're living, you are not alone. Disney princesses always have you know, that happily ever after, but none of these relationships, none of them are based on love or mutual affection, trust, companionship, support, growth, invested interest in the other person. None of these are healthy. And this is not a judgment. We have all been in these situations at one time or another. Hopefully we grew out of that. We looked back and thought, oh, what was I thinking? But if you haven't gotten to that point, don't hesitate to reach out for help. Call a friend, call someone you trust, call a therapist, call a police officer. Don't be afraid. You are not alone. You are loved. You are valuable. You are important. We need your voice. We need your strength. We need your power. We need who you are as a true, authentic person on this planet to be alive and to be vibrant. And they lived happily ever after. <laughs> That's it for today. Little heavy, little deep, but just be aware. You are loved. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week. I will talk to you soon. Do you want more life and laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life and Laughter Coaching. See you again soon.